So we're back on the We Are Wrestling podcast, though, with another episode. Yes, sir. And we start off very sadly with some sad news of the passing of Jay Briscoe. Rest in peace. Yeah, that that kind of sucked. Like it's it's a lot to be said about the Jay Briscoe situation, and it like it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. It sucks really, really bad because, like, what the fuck? Like, he got blackballed for a tweet that he sent years ago, a homophobic tweet. And it years later, people didn't forgive him for it. Like, and I mean, like, the networks, WWE, they didn't forgive him for it. And Nobody. they fucked up his career. Even though he apologized for it, he made amends for it, he totally did everything right it was it left a salty taste in a lot of people's mouth and like I honestly didn't know that he like went through all of this effort to like change like and apologize all like for it I did not know that I had no idea like I knew that he said it and like it kind of was like ah, oh, he said something stupid but like yeah you can't really talk about him because everybody hates him but like Apparently, he apologized for it. And I did not know that he went on, like, a whole trying to fix it and an apology thing. It was like, oh, shit. But he did. Wow. And the fact that we both knew him from the start of his career mm-hmm. is kind of wild. It's kind of wild, like, we've seen him and his brother as these two skinny, weird-looking kids that you're like, what the fuck? And they existed in the very first Ring of Honor show when when we saw them. I was like, oh, oh, okay. Wow. Yeah, it was like, they, they looked so weird and it was like, oh, okay. And we watched them and we watched them in the beginning and it was like, oh, okay. Then when we lost Ring of Honor and, like, lost access to it, like, we totally missed them. And then, like, when the internet started, like, putting out Ring of Honor tapes, it was like, oh. Like, wait a minute. Are those the Briscoes? That that can't be the Briscoes. Nah, that can't be. And then it was like, what the fuck? That is the Briscoes. They just grew up and looked different, and they just kept evolving and evolving, and it was like, what the fuck? Like, those are the same fucking skinny kids that we watched in the first Ring of Honor episode? Like, what the fuck? Like, it, it, it was an insane ride watching them grow into what they had become. And it, it was very, it's very weird that he's no longer going to be here. Yeah. Sad. I will, yeah, I will always remember the explanation of the two title, the world title match versus the TV title match, J versus J, was very, it was very hard to fucking describe. <laughs> it was very hard because it was Jay Lethal versus Jay Briscoe. Jay Lethal was the television champion, but Jay Briscoe was the world champion. And describing it was very weird because it was like, yeah, Jay did this to Jay. It's like, which Jay did what the, which Jay? Damn it. Yeah, it was very, it was very funny. I remember you experienced. I know firsthand how that shit is. 
it, it was very it was very hilarious it actually made me angry because i was trying to explain it and i just kept saying jay but like they're both named jay and it just kept getting weirder and weirder it was like god damn it and i just made a face like uh oh, okay <laughs> yeah it was so fucked up but like man like it, it's a sad loss yeah and I'm glad that everybody has started to come up with the conversation of them being one of the best tag teams. And I've mm-hmm. heard this from like so many people recently, like after he passed, was like, I never knew about the Briscoes until they fought FTR. And like, that was the first time I ever seen them. And I'm like, what? Like, to me, it's like a foreign concept because like, like I said, we've both watched them since the very beginning. So it's like a foreign concept of like, I do not know who the Briscoes were. Kind of weird, yeah. Yeah, it kind of weirded me out because people was like, yeah, it was the first time I seen them when they fought FTR. And I'm like, the fuck? Like, what? Like, that's so weird. But I mean, I guess that's how wrestling is now. Like, a lot of people did not see a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, hey, what the fuck? That's kind of weird. So, yeah, that brings us into. Jay Lethal versus Orange Cassidy. I, I, I. Did. So the funny thing about this is, like, I said this to you while watching this match because it was a lot of fuck shit going on in this. Because mm-hmm. they said Sanjay Dutt can't touch anybody, and if Jeff Jarrett and Satnam Singh touch anybody, and Sanjay Dutt gets fired, it's just Jay Lethal versus Orange Cassidy one on one. And so they're wrestling, and then, of course, Jared and them come down in the audience. And then the best friends. And I remember saying it to you. I was like, dude, this whole entire thing is taking me out of the match. This is so fucking WWE. And I'm yeah. just like, because it was me, and I'm just like, oh, like this kind of is real WWE-ish. I thought it was just me being that way, because it's like, i seen this. And then to have Meltzer actually say the same shit was like, dude, all of the fucking shit that they did in this match was so WWE shit. It was it was no place for this in AEW. And I'm like, oh my god, I was I'm not the only one that fucking thought that. It was fucking bad. Like everything about this was bad. Yeah, it's corny. <laughs> yeah, and it was Cause it's like you expect one thing of AEW, and then like you just get bullshit, and you're like, what "The fuck!" Like you don't want bullshit. Like that's the that's my always complaint with AEW. It's like you guys are supposed to be different from WWE. Why do you keep doing things that's WWE esque? Why do we keep having to go through these things? It's like you're supposed to be different. You're the alternate. Why do you keep bringing back WWE tropes? And that shit bothers me. And then when people just like shrug it off, it's like, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. But literally hate exactly what WWE does and AEW does it. And it's just like, no, it's fine. It's like, no, AEW should be the fucking alternate. Stop. Like, just stop doing WWE shit. Like, that mm-hmm. bothers me. Like, you don't see that shit in fucking New Japan or the, um, GCW, for instance. You don't see that shit in NWA. Yeah, because, like, they have their own shit. They're like, no, we're going to do our own shit. Yes, we're a total different company from what you, like, what you want. And it's like, yeah, so that's what makes it different. And AEW was always supposed to be different. And this is just like, 
so crappy and I did not I did not like I did not like this yeah like I, so, I agree with you yeah Orange Cassidy won whatever so then they showed a video package of Kishida they showed a video package of Kishida and fucking cause he's about to face what's, what is his fucking name Darby Allen later on so they're doing this fucking package of Kishida I swear I felt like I got a little angry with this package because they showed everything from his Ring of Honor run. They showed like all of this stuff from his Ring of Honor run when he was like the television champion of Ring of Honor. They showed all of this shit, but like nothing from his New Japan run. It's like, no, we're not going to show any New Japan footage. The only footage they showed was him coming out at like the G1. And it's like, dog, like, he wasn't, he didn't even do anything. Like, you didn't even show any of his matches. Like, he had a full legacy in New Japan. They're like, no, we're just going to show the Ring of Honor stuff. And you can't say, like, oh, well, they couldn't get New Japan footage. They literally had some New Japan footage, but that was, like, from this year. And it's like, what the fuck? It's like, show his good shit. Show his shit against Romo. Show his shit against Osprey. Like, show some good, like, some other good shit. They're like, no. They literally showed shit like when he fought Cody, when he fought Hangman, and it's like, bro, he did other shit. Like, why? Like, why is it just like, no, our AEW guys, look, this is it. Like, what the fuck is this? That, that's all it is, because they could they couldn't show that. They could have showed some Impact stuff because he's been in Impact for a minute now. They could have showed anything. They could have showed anything. They just like, no, we're gonna show the Ring of Honor stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just sitting there like, this is so stupid. This is stupid. So then we get to Young Bucks versus Top Flight Security. Now, going into this, I I said this to Renegade. I said they should win and then go to like a fucking six-man match with AR Fox versus the Elite. Yeah, that should happen. Yeah. And the Bucks lost to fucking Top Flight Security. They didn't see that coming, even though I made that joke multiple times during the fucking match. <laughs> like I was, like I was on it, and like I would have been mad if the Bucks would have won. Yeah. Like I'd have been so pissed because, like, it felt like, like I've been saying, Top Flight Security has been putting on fucking bangers against the BBC, and it's like they need something, so they need to get a win, and this was like the perfect win. You set up a fucking six man match, fine, it works. Yeah. So then you got the guns come out and they they're talking shit. Then a claim come out. And the claims like spit a rap about stuff. And then Daddy Ass says, I have two words for you. Family therapy. And it's like, okay, that's that's that sucks. <laughs> then we had one of my favorite things on the show. Hangman getting interviewed by Renee. So <laughs> this was so good. This was so good because the emotions, this the emotions in Hangman's face were so fucking good. He's like, he's great. It did like you can see how much he fucking cares. It is so like it was so good. He's talking like he's talking to Renee. Was like, yeah, no, I just gave him a receipt of everything that was going on. Like I didn't care. He's like, I had to beat him. And then, like, he just cuts, like, he just cuts this random promo. And then he says, well, how is he? And she said, 
Like, I've been with him a long time. He's, he's, he's kind of banged up, but he's always banged up. And then he says, listen, he's like, I got some fences I need to mangle, but, you know, I'll get to that later. So the interview ends. The interview ends. He's like, but is he okay? It did. He said, can you just tell him, you know, never mind. And he just walks away and it's like, he cares. Like he fucking cares. And that that's like he feels like he he did it by accident, but also like he did it on purpose. He's like, I got you back for what you did, but I feel bad about it. it it's, Where's Fox? Where did they become a tag team? I was I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Like, but the bad part is like it always happens, but like it seems like this is like the normalest thing of wrestling. It's like, I beat you up. We have a fight. Let's be tag teams. Because something happens later on that's like exactly that. It's like, I beat you up. We fight. Let's be tag teams. That's stupid. <laughs> so then we get Jake Skagar versus Ricky Starks. And didn't care. Didn't care. I like Ricky Starks. Didn't care about this match at all. Ricky won. Didn't care at all. Now, this, like, okay, this was also really good, but this was also good after the fact. We have a fucking interview with Adam Cole. Adam Cole is talking. Now, I did not notice this until somebody took a picture, a screenshot of the actual thing. Where Adam Cole was standing, right? There's words on the wall because, like, they're at this place, whatever it is, it's words on the wall. Okay, cool. The way it was framed, Adam Cole is standing there talking about coming back and how he's going to do everything. If you look on the wall, I don't know how this magically happened. It says heartbreak, but right under it is Jackson's. He did not write this. This was literally something that was already on the wall that was literally there. And they just framed it in such a great way that it said heartbreak. And under it was like Jackson. I think it was like Lamar Jackson's name or something. And he just like covered up the Lamar with his face. And it just was like, it just said heartbreak Jackson. And it's like, bro, like that, like, I don't think that they could have wrote that. Like, I swear to God, they had to, they had to mentally think that out because that was so amazing. Like, dude, he's coming for the Young Bucks. And it's like, okay, that's fucking wild. That's fucking wild. I hope that just wasn't like an accidental thing. I hope it was like legit planned because if it wasn't planned, holy shit, like that was a happy accident. I was just about to say that. I'm like, maybe with a Bob Ross happy accident type shit. Yeah, I feel like that's like it. Like it's even was like super planned, or like this was a happy accident. Yeah. So then we get Jericho, and Jericho's like, you know what, Ricky, we're gonna take on you and Action Andretti. So Daniel Garcia's like, dog, let me in the match. Let me be in the match. So Sammy Guevara's like, that's what I'm talking about. That's the initiative I like. He's like, you know what, you can fight Action Andretti on on Friday. And I got you some new gear. And he pulls out some leather pants. And Jericho goes, are those leather? He's like, 
What the fuck? Dude, it was fucking hilarious. Sammy needs to stop being so touchy. Yes, he does. Like, you can see Garcia keeps getting mad. Like, Garcia's getting madder and madder. And, like, he's going to fuck him up. (laughs) So, then we got the most confusing match. It was a really great match. The reason I say it's confusing is because everybody knows. I even said this last week. Everybody knows Brian has to win. But people are literally going, like, Let's go over, guy. Woo! And they were cheering the shit out of Bandito and wanting him to win. And it's like, Brian has to win. We all know he's going to win and has to win. Why are you cheering Bandito? Last week, they cheered Tekeska. Yes, it is so weird. It's like, guys, you know he has to win. So he has to beat these people that you really like. And they're like, no, fuck this. Like, we want Bandito to win. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening? Like, That's crazy. The match was great. The match was fucking amazing. Like, it was great. Of course, Brian puts on fucking amazing matches. So he gets the win. But then we get Maxwell, Jebediah, Freeman. He shows up and says, hey, listen, you guys have seen me be what I am. But the mask is starting to slip off. You won't like me when the mask slips off. I know that you've been calling me this and calling me that. You fans are fickle. And like, this is really fucking hilarious because like somebody is like, oh, he's using the Daniel Bryan trope. And it's like, no, this shit was online. Like literally online. There was a big discourse on people turning on MJF and was like, yo, MJF, like they don't like him now. Like, and he just took that and ran with it. it. Was like, yeah, no, this is a thing. So, like, I'm like, I'm really over it already. So, yeah, like, I'm not like once again, I'm saying I'm not fickle because we broke this down on the podcast last week. Was like, yo, it's something about him, him going for the title. The chase was great. Him having a title is just like meh. It's mid in his words. <laughs> yeah. Cause like I said, he went he goes and ebbs and flows. Like he's hot at one time, then he just cools the fuck off. Then he gets hot, then he just cools the fuck off. He doesn't have a straight plan field. Like that's no. so random. So then we get another I don't know why WWE type of thing. Because we get <laughs> Tony Storm and Soraya. And they're on the back with Hikata Shida. And they just basically... At one point, they literally called her dumb. They was like, yeah, it's not her fault. She's, she just doesn't understand. And then they basically start talking about we're better than the AEW originals. Us outsiders are way better than those guys. And it's like, are they about to do another fucking us versus them type thing. So, Tony Storm takes on Willow Nightingale and after the match, don't you know it? They just turn heel. Us versus them. Like, what the fuck? I'm okay with an us versus them thing. Like, depends. But, this one was weird. Like, how the hell they're heels now? Like, it's just so stupid. Like, I just think it's really stupid to divide, like, Oh, the, the WWE guys 
against the AEW guys. And it's like, it doesn't make any sense. You know everybody's going to cheer for the AEW guys. You're turning on the WWE people heel. And it's like, that ship has already fucking sailed. Like, to be honest, like in the first two years, it'd be like, oh yeah, this is a great thing to do. Right now, it's like, nobody gives a fuck. Because like, once you come over to AEW, they're like, all right, fuck WWE. You're, you're one of our guys. And it's like, why are you doing this? Like, everybody accepted Tony. Everybody accepted Soraya. No one's going like, oh, you guys are ex-WWE guys. You guys suck. And it's like, this is stupid. It's stupid. Yeah. And while they're beating up fucking Willow Nightingale, Ruby comes out. And my immediately thought is like, oh, Ruby's going to turn on Willow. But she helps her up. And I'm like, oh, she's going to turn on her eventually. Like, she's definitely turning on her because she's one of a WWE people. Mm-hmm. But so, Willow's technically not a um, AEW homegrown person either, so she could work in that group too. But no, but here, here's why they consider her not one of them because she's never been a WWE. Yeah. She never been a WWE. So, like Soraya, even like kind of commenting on like they haven't been where we have been, like basically saying they've been a WWE and these people have not, so they're losers. And it's like, it's yeah. just going to get stupider and stupider like, with this dumb divide. And like, if this is where you go with the women's division, it's very dumb. It's us versus them. It's dumb. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Hmm. So, then we get Maxwell Jebediah Freeman and he walks up to Brian Cage, who is... Ryan Danielson's next week opponent and he gives him money and MJF slaps Cage and says I want you to break his arm and he gives him a bunch of money and Cage disagrees because Cage has Princess Prince Nana with him oh my god I call him Princess Nana my bad <laughs> they're gonna show with this now I hope so but like I know damn well Brian Cage is losing the fucking Brian Danielson. And to me, it makes no fucking sense. Like, no one is going to root for Brian Cage. Like, I'm not even joking. No one's going to root for Brian Cage and be like, oh my God, Brian Cage is cool. We like him. We want him to win. And it's like, no, no. You faded it and then the fans end up whatever they're going to do it out of spite. Not because they like him. They're just going to do it out of spite. <laughs> I hope not. We get a Takeshka promo and he says MJF is an asshole. I don't know where that's going to lead. I guess a one-on-one with MJF and Takeshka. Okay, cool. So then we get fucking Darby Allen versus Kushida. I think this is probably the best that Darby Allen has ever wrestled. And maybe that's just because Kishida was wrestling the whole match. But, like, this is the best Darby Allen has wrestled since Darby Allen existed. Okay? I pointed out that he wrestled collegiately or whatever, which I, I tend to forget. Yeah, because, like, he just does, like, jumping off of stuff and murdering himself and just death masturbation. It's like you never get to see him wrestle, wrestle. Yeah. And this was one of the times where he wrestled, wrestled. And I was like, okay. He's good. He's pretty damn good. I I like it. Yeah. More of that, please. Yes. 
he wound up beating Kushida with the I forgot what they call the damn movie where he locks your legs up and does the the fallback. I want to say it's like the death trap, but that's not it. It's something it's death related. Death. Yeah, it's something it's death related. I don't know what it is. Like escaping death, I want to say. That, that's what I want to call it. I'm not like I don't think so though. It's something. I, I don't know. Whatever it is, he pins him, and then Kishida like shakes his hand and is like, "Hey, one on one." And Darby was like, "No." Not enough one. Fuck you. You had your one. Like, like he counted. Like he every time Kushida like kind of was like one on one, me and you again. He's like no. He just kept turning his head. Like no, fuck out of here. Like dude, just wrestle him again. Like it's not that big a deal. Whatever. So. Then we go over to NXT land, and we have Apollo and Axiom versus Melo and Trick. And I kind of seen this happening, but at the same time, I didn't because I'm like, well, this isn't going to make sense. But Apollo and Axiom get the win. Yeah. Like, the only reason I don't see it making sense is because, like, they're trying to build up Melo for the title, so that didn't make any sense, but whatever. It'll all figure itself out eventually. Eventually, yeah. Yeah, so we get Tony D'Angelo, and he's outside where he killed two stacked dimes and throws a dime in a, in a river, and he tells the other one that says, hey. He's like, what? Yeah. He's like, you... You're about to kill me too? And he says, no. I'm going to give you a jacket with the family crest. Welcome to the family. I'm like, what? Wasn't he, wasn't he part of the family? What does this mean? What, what does this mean? Like, what did any of this mean? Wasn't he already part of the family? Yes, right? Uh-huh. And where the fuck did this family crest come from? <laughs> I don't know. Because, like, I don't even think Tony D'Angelo has the family crest. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'm so baffled. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's like it's an so... eagle or some shit. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Came out of nowhere. Yeah. So then we get your bae, Tiffany Stratton, and she's trying to get in her locker room. <sighs> and Indy Hartwell is in her locker room, and Indy says, listen, I don't care. This is my locker room. Screw you. And now your bae, Tiffany Stratton, is angry. Fuck you with the bae thing. (laughs) It's fine. So then we get toxic distraction. And they come to the ring and like, this is really funny because like, they keep playing it up. Like, we, both of us, we didn't like, we didn't turn on each other. You guys thought we did, but we didn't. Ha ha, we got you guys. We were a team the whole time. It's like, okay. Like, no one said that you turned on each other. We knew that you were a team the whole time, and this was part of your plan. It's like, nothing about this is making me go, oh my God, they're going to turn on each other. Even with what happens later on, it's like, Nothing about this is like making me go this way. So, <laughs> Lyra Valkyrie shows up and she gets her ass beat by Toxic Distraction. And then here comes 
Roxy with her bedroom slippers on. And she's like, hey, get, get off of her. I was at home sleep, but get off of her. So beat your ass. That's what it seemed like. So then we get the Creed brothers. And they're both like, yeah, I want to face Jinder Mahal. I want to face him too. And Ivy's like, dude, shut the fuck up and go for the tag titles. I've been telling you this for like months. Shut the fuck up and get back to the business. What the fuck is wrong with you? Did she learn cuss about me? And then they go, you know what? You're right. I'm like, I've been saying that for months. She's been right. What is your problem? I, I can't believe this. Now that they're on the same page, watch her turn now. Yes. But here's a little thing. Like, a lot of people didn't catch this. It was like, Julius had, like, a little look after she left. Like, yeah, fuck her. Whatever. We're going to still go after him. I'm like, what the <laughs> Don't do that. Just listen to her. No, Roderick had to show back up and like fix this, right? Like, yes, somebody has to because this is like the most defected, broken team that I've ever seen. Which is still a team, yeah. It's so weird. So then we get another Bobby Tyler promo, which is Stevie Turner and NXT, and. She's basically breaking down everybody getting thrown out of the battle royal and how like some of these people suck and she can't wait to get in the ring and Russell and it's like I love like I said like I've said before and I said multiple times like people have no idea about shit and didn't want to claim that they know so much about shit and they're like oh no I know about this thing and like Every time I say Bobby Tyler, people are like, no, her name is Stevie Turner. Like, she wrestled in NXT UK. What are you talking about? You don't know who she is. And I'm like, yeah, you don't know the Tokyo Cyber Squad either. So, like, don't, like, don't talk to me, like, if you don't know about it. Like, if you don't know, if you don't know that she used to wrestle in stardom, don't talk to me about anything. If you don't know that she used to wrestle in progress. Don't tell me that I don't know anything about her because I knew her before she got here. I knew her when she was smaller and skinnier. I mean, she's not big. She's buffed up, like, in muscle. But, like, she was, like, a small, tiny human. Like, she's she's wrestling size now. Yeah. Which actually fucking weirds me out because it's like I knew her from, like, being a small, tiny human. Just like when Jane Hater is like, I knew her from being a tiny human and it's like now you're just like a bigger version of a human it's like wait, you're growing up what the fuck it's weird <laughs> so then we get Alba Fire versus Sol Rukia and she's yelling at Sol Rukia for the last week it's like you didn't want to fight me and I'm going to beat the shit out of you so in the middle of the match you see Isla Dawn up at the bird's nest and that distracts Alba long enough for Soul Rukia to do the Soul Snatcher. And she snatches the soul out of Alba Fire and gets the win. I'm going to say that's probably one of the best fucking moves in the, on the NXT roster. <laughs> yes. And like I said, when it popped up online, I said, if they don't put this on regular television, 
it's a fucking problem. It is a fucking problem, dude. But they did. They put it on television. Fucking love it. Yeah. So then we get Donovan Dijak. I'm coming for you, Wesley. We're going to put you in handcuffs and take that title. I'm going to settle the score at Vengeance Day. Oh, okay. You deserve some hard time. That's, I was waiting for him to say that. I was waiting for him. <laughs> like, god damn, he just like ripped off Bossman's gimmick. Like, what the fuck? He looked like a like a little bit like a younger version of him too. A little bit like the hair dude, like the way he spiked up and shit. Yeah. So then we get Grayson Waller with a fake NXT championship and talk about, yeah, I'm the champion. Yeah, I should have been champion. That's why I got this belt. Because I should have been champion. And this is what it's going to look like after Vengeance Day. Me as champion. Because I'm the champion. It's like, I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> like, he is so irritating. I just don't want him to be anywhere near the title picture. Like, just go away. That's a question. You know what the bad part is? He's going to wind up being like a WWE champion eventually and like we're going to have to deal with him. The WWE champion, when you say that, you mean like main champion or champion yes, in general? Main champion. He's going to be the Miz 2.0. It's happening. I don't see that. I actually see him at the very least ICUS champion. Nah, he's going to win. He's going to win the title because cause they're going to love him so much he's just being a dick and he's gonna have, it's going to happen. Okay. So, so like I was saying earlier, we get the women's tag team champions, and they confront Alba Fire, and Alba Fire says, "Listen, I'm gonna take you on, but I'm gonna get a partner." And it's like we all know it's it's Ladon. No, she basically said she she doesn't need a partner. So as of right now, it's two on one, but obviously it's gonna be Ladon. <laughs> yes. Like God damn, like we know what's gonna happen. Yeah. So, this is a thing, like, I've seen a lot of people say this, and, like, I think we even covered it last week on a podcast, that it's Gallus versus Broke Money, and we said it was, like, you know they beat them up because they suspended them. Like, oh, shit, that, that is a thing. Yeah. And, then, like, people was like, wait, I totally forgot that they suspended them. But, yeah, that was a thing. So then Gallus is having this match and they rip up the the thing on the outside and they send Jensen into it and Jensen hurts his back. And so Fallon Henley is like, get up, get up, come on, come on, you're leaving Brooks in there by himself, come on. And she's trying to get him up. And then Keanu James runs up. He's like, are you okay? Fallon Henley's like, get out of here. You go. Leave him alone. Don't you touch him. And they start arguing. And they get Jensen up, but Brooks is by herself, and Brooks gets beat by Gallus. It's like, okay. That plays out later. Yep. So then we see Duke Hudson talking to some dude. Andre Chase has this footage and was like, Duke, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you talking to this guy? What the fuck is wrong with you? You're impressioning him so well. (laughs) 
Are you trying to undermine Chase, you? And he's like, no, Mr. Chase. Trust me. It's not what you think. Should we worry about this girl and her match? She's like, I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. I'm freaking out. And he's like, you know what? We're going to talk this. We'll talk about this later. All right? Let's get out there for her. Like, what the fuck is going on here? You had a theory. What's your theory? I forget it. I want to say Chase is going to turn on him, though, like just by that night. I hope he does. I hope he does. Andre Chase needs to turn on him. But, like, Duke just is like a bitch. I hate Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Like, face him is, like, weird. Like, on paper, you expect him to turn. Yeah. He's like, he's supposed to be a heel and whatever. Uh, but before they go into that, I think this is what you're talking about. Like, the rival school thing. Like, we, we talked about that a few times. That needs to happen. Fucking, Chase U versus what I'm going to call this. I'm going to drive it anyway. Drew you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that needs to happen. <laughs> yes. So then... We get backstage, Brooke Jensen and Keanu James. And she's like, no, not Keanu James. Um, following him, and she's like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you fucking talking to her? Why are you like that with her? Fuck that. What's wrong with you? And she's like, he's like, dude, dude, she likes me. Why can't, like, why can't you two get along? And she's like, can't you see she's just trying to use you? She's trying to use you. He's like, you have the bar. What the fuck does she want? She wants nothing. Like, can't you <laughs> exactly. believe it? She, she's like, can't you believe that she likes me? And she's like, no. And she just walks off. Like, she literally says no and just walks off. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, he pointed out everything. Like, I ain't got shit. <laughs> yeah, it was like, the fuck? <laughs> so we get Valentina Farad versus Thea Hale. And the whole time, Andre Chase is looking at Duke Hudson. So they start to argue. And Electra Lopez comes out. And she looks at Valentina and is like, yo, here's the knuckles. And Valentina's like, I don't want to use these. I use them. I'm like, no. Thea fucks around, hits the finisher. Thea gets the win, finally. So, yeah. Thea gets the win. Oddly enough, next week there's a celebration for her. I don't know why, but yeah. Because <laughs> she won. <laughs> so, Melo and Trick are leaving, and then all of a sudden, here comes Apollo talking shit. You're like, what the fuck? The coolest thing about this was Melo was wearing the Wrestling Club t-shirt, and the Wrestling Club is a bunch of kids in New York that watch wrestling and they have this whole thing and it's super awesome. I love that. And the fact that Mello wore the shirt on TV was fucking amazing. And the kids freaked out. Like, as soon as they saw that, they freaked the fuck out. The weirdest part about it, though, he ended with, I'm gonna go get a haircut. Trick is like, he know he bald, though, right? <laughs> yeah, it was very random. <laughs> That shit was funny. So then they kind of like, because this is when Jay Briscoe passed and they stopped like NXT and was like, yeah, we have to send our condolences to Jay Briscoe's family and his friends. 
and just like mark the passing. And this is what's amazing about the new WWE. They were planning to hold a funeral thing for Pretty Deadly. And once they found out that Jay Briscoe died, it was like, nope, we're not doing that. That's in bad taste. We won't do that. That is really fucked up. So they stopped the funeral thing that they were going to do with Pretty Deadly. And I'm like, that is growth because Vince would have been like, nah, fuck this shit. We're going to do it. Fuck it. Props to them. 100%. Yes. So then we get Valentina and Electra Lopez. And Electra's like, listen, you need to look out for you. And me and you together, we can work. The last time I worked with somebody, it fucking sucked. But me and you, we could get this. It's like, okay. All right. Sure. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's like, sure. That's like a random ass team for no reason. Yes. And you can tell that the New Day was going to do the funeral thing because they came out in black and white. And yeah. like you like you can kind of tell like that's what was going to happen. And then Pretty Deadly came out and they was like, you could have you could have got the title back if you would have just got Ahmed Johnson Legion of Doom patch. And I was like, what the fuck? Why is it going to be so random? And they just find those, by the way? Probably not. Those? <laughs> Probably not. Okay. So they start arguing, and then Gallus comes out, and Gallus is arguing with them because he's like, "No, we're the tag team number one contenders, so screw you." No, screw you. And then it just breaks down into a fucking battle where everybody's fighting, and it's like, ah, three way. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so random. So then we get Roxy and. Lyra Valkyrie and they're in the back and here comes Big Body Hobby singing his Christmas songs and they're like Christmas was weeks ago what is wrong with you that's why it's a great time for me to drop this Christmas album and then he talks to, he's talking to Eva Valkyrie he's like oh you don't even understand English she's like what are you talking about she's like yeah you don't understand this and he just walks off, and it's like, this guy is such a dick. And the funny part, if I'm not mistaken, the name of his album is Feliz Navidad. No, Feliz Javidad. Javidad, there you go. Yeah. It's just so, he's such a dick. And like, the funny part is like, he's not a dick in like the dickiest way. He's a dick because he's stupid and funny. And I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, he's like different from fucking Waller. Yes. So then we get an interview with Braun Breaker, and Braun's like, yeah, you know, I I don't care. I I really don't care. I'm going to be in a cage with this guy, and I'm going to beat him. And I've beat people before. I just never beat him in a cage, but I'm going to beat him. So it doesn't matter to me. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Cool. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking, too. So then we have Big Body Hattie versus Tyler Bate. And Tyler Bate beats the shit out of Big Body Hobby. And was like, okay, what was the point in that? Like Hobby, like Hobby just got murdered. And it's like, what was the point in that? Uh just like um the um hill, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Once he won a match. <laughs> yes. 
He has? Oh shit! No, no. Yeah, he won. Like he won a match by like random like disqualification or some bullshit. Oh, okay. So then we get broke money, and Fallon Henley walks up to Brooks and she's like, "Listen, dude. Listen. All right, fuck it. I talk to her. We're gonna have a tag team match, and she's gonna be my tag team partner." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "He's like, I only did this for you. Like, I felt bad." I uh, did this for you, but yeah, we're gonna do some tag team shit. I'm like, okay. But the funny part is the other dude fucking, he's just sitting there like, yeah, I don't give a fuck about this. I don't trust her, and I don't trust you. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, like he looking at him on me and shit. Yeah. So, then we have Eva Valkyrie and Roxy versus Toxic Distraction. And it ends when Toxic Distraction fucks each other up by accident and Roxy and whatchamacallit gets the win. So, now, like, the funny part is, like, people are like, oh my god, they're teasing dissension and, like, so now, like, it's like, no, no, no. You keep seeing it as teasing dissension, these are just like slip ups, which is they're gonna be angry at each other for a while, and people are gonna be like, oh, so now it's an official triple threat. But once it gets down to the line, they're, they're gonna fucking team up on Rocks and try to beat the shit out of her. And then, like, they're gonna cost each other the match eventually, but it's not like they're against each other. Yeah, like, they're gonna have to have a new leader eventually, someone to take a hold of that shit and yes. get it. And I just don't understand how people are just like, oh, they're breaking them up or they're doing... To, it's like, no, they're not doing any of the dumb shit that you're saying. It's it's to make it seem like... Because, like, immediately, like, everybody that knows this is like, oh, Roxy's 100% winning. Now it's just, like, throwing a little mystery in there, like, this could happen. They could fight each other and screw it up like this. Ha ha. And it's like, no one believes this. Like, we watch wrestling for our entire lives. Like, no one believes this. Like, yeah, but it's kind of funny. Ha ha. See, it's going to happen. No one believes it. No one fucking believes it's it. Newbies, probably. Newbies, probably. But it's like, what the fuck? So, we get to Monday night. Raw. And it kicks off with the Usos. And Solo Sokoa. And the Usos are talking about defending their raw tag team titles against Los Bodiquas. So Los oh, Bodiquas come on. <laughs> <laughs> you could Los have said Bodiquas. anything, but you said Los Bodiquas. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, I'll call them by their real name. The Filthy Animals came out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that works. So they get the ring and they confront the Usos and Dominic's getting in Solo's face and then Solo like gets ready to hit him but Rhea shows up and Rhea's like come on hit me hit me Rhea punches him and Solo's about to hit her but right before he takes a swing here comes Mustafa Ali and jumps right on Solo like ha ha got you cause we're gonna have a match we were already set to have a match so I'm just gonna jump on you for no reason. It's like, oh, okay. We 
that's how it was. And the funny part, and like for five seconds, it looked like, oh, Ali could do something. And then, of course, Solo came back and just murdered the shit out of him. So, there's there's somebody online that's like, yo, Mustafa Ali should win the 2023 Money in the Bank. And I'm like, you know what? I would not be opposed to that. I would not that at all. Like, I think that would he be that cool at one point. Yup. I, I would, I think that would be really dope. Yeah. So, Solo gets the win and then here comes the Usos to cheer him on, but then Kevin comes out, beats the shit out of Usos, beats the shit out of Solo Sokoa just starts throwing chairs and like, Kevin, you can't just throw chairs at anybody. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. That, that's how it felt. That's how it felt. So then we start seeing little video packages of people who are in a six-way elimination match later on for the U.S. title. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> so we got a commercial that was talking about the 30th anniversary of Monday Night Raw and it promoted the match Seth Rollins versus Austin Theory for the US title. I was like, the fuck? Like, you spoiled the main event. The fuck? That, that's fucked up. Oh, fuck, I had that. Yes. So then we get a Cody promo and Cody's talking about stuff and Cody says I'm coming back at the Royal Rumble and that made everybody piss off like what the fuck like why would they tell Cody's coming back we wanted it to be a surprise we wanted it to be a surprise well we found out because I literally said I literally said this the Renegade was like so if they're saying that he's a surprise there must be a surprise here surprise and that is exactly what's happening. It's a surprising or surprise, but it's not a rock solid surprise, but it's like a surprising or surprise. Okay. Yeah. So then we get Elias, and Elias is bitching about something about money or like having a guitar or like having to grow his beard back. I don't know what he was bitching about, but he was bitching about something. And then MVP came out of Adam Pierce's office. And Elias says, you know what? I could beat your ass. And MVP was like, no, we have a match later on. He's like, yeah, you ain't wrestled in a long time. I could beat your ass, MVP. He's like, no, I never said it against me. I'm like, what? <laughs> so he walks off. He's like, oh, okay. And we'll tell you why that's important a lot later. Because this is, it's all Lisa stuff. So we get the Hurt Locker business, not officially the Hurt Locker business, versus the Street Profits. The match was going good. The ending was totally screwed up because Cedric Alexander was supposed to get pulled out of the way and Dawkins was supposed to hit the turnbuckle. It still was going to lead to the fucking Street Profits getting a win, but it was so fucked up because Cedric Alexander didn't get out of the way in time and like it was kind of like a botch and then Dawkins had to kind of play it off. I was like, it's kind of weird. It was weird. 
so it wasn't indeed a, a botch, right? It wasn't like yeah. meant to look like a botch. No, it was indeed a botch. Oh, okay. So MVP winds up talking to Alexander and Benjamin, and, and they're yelling. And I'm like, dude, you made us lose. And he's like, no, no, no. Trust me, it was an accident. So setting more up for the Hurt Locker business to come back together. So then we get the filthy animals and the Alpha Academy comes up and says, you guys are losers. Shush. So <laughs> Alpha Academy sets up a match between Alpha Academy and the filthy animals. Okay, cool. That's a match for later. All right. Yeah. Sure. But that's the thing. So we get the milk. The milk comes out and she says, where the hell is Bailey? She's probably in the back yelling at somebody being a Karen. And Bailey comes out with like, my name's not Karen. And she's like, no, you were being a Karen. But my name's not Karen. My name's Bailey. And she's like, no, you were being a Karen. That's why I called you a Karen. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, this was one of the weirdest things because it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Actually, didn't know what the fuck a Karen was. <laughs> I know. And then, this is what kind of weirded me out. And Becky was like, yeah, like, you left down at NXT while we came up. And you were always, like, the horseman that was left behind. And you were jealous of us. And you peaked in 2015 in New York. And it's like, all of these horsewomen references and it's like okay like I know it's not leading into anything quote unquote but I felt like this is not the first time they've mentioned horsewomen together and I feel like it, I feel like it's a tease but like also I feel like it's not I feel like something's wrong here yeah Something is off. Yeah. So then we get Dolph Ziggler. And Mustafa Ali comes in and is like, so, first off, you fucked me over last week. You fucked me over the week before. You're still fucking me over now. And now you get a U.S. title thing? Yeah, like, what the fuck is up here? And Ali just punched the shit out of him and was like, bitch, you better win. Because I want to beat your ass and I want a title out of this. I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is crazy. Like, I want them to settle this because I don't want them to keep running into each other and Ali keep beating the shit out of them. Yeah, because he did beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, so, it's a match on the, on this Monday. So. I hope so. So Elias winds up fighting. Omos. So Omos comes in and kills Elias with MVP. And it's like, oh, MVP's got him. All right, cool. So Tazawa says, I want to be in a Royal Rumble. Pierce, put me in. And Pierce said, uh, you have to qualify to get in the Royal Rumble. So yeah, you'll fight that person soon. Bye. He's like, okay, cool. All right. 
So then we find out next week at the 30th anniversary, we're going to have a family reunion thingy bobber with the bloodline. And Renegade immediately says, hmm, so does that mean that The Rock is coming? And I was like, no. Because, like, the only reason I say no is because, like, if the returns are huge and they decided to spend Cody immediately, that means The Rock is coming at Royal Rumble. Yeah. So, like, him... The thing is, he'll be alluded to. I promise he will be alluded to because it's talking about the family. And they're going to say, like, I believe Roman is going to say he's bigger than everybody in the family, blah, blah, blah. He's going to say it, but we're not going to get The Rock. We're not going to get The Rock. We're going to get, like, vague mentions of how he's so much better than The Rock. Like, it's not happening until next Saturday. 100% 100% agree. Yeah, but there's going to be a lot of Rakishi's going to be there, Samu's going to be there, Alpha and Sika, like every Samoan, Jacob Fatu is going to be there. I'm joking, but probably true. Like, it's going to be so many fucking Samoans, and it's just going to be great. Nantanoi. Yeah. Fucking Umaga son. Yep. So. The fucking American Alpha takes on the Filthy Animals, and the Filthy Animals get a win, setting up next week's match for the Raw Tag Team Championships. So, yeah, that 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 happened. Great way. Like, I, I, I don't know why that was, like, a big deal when people was like, oh, my God, American Alpha could win. No, they can't. They- <laughs> Like they were never gonna win, so we well, they, get, well, they could win. They weren't gonna win, but they could. <laughs> they could. So we get Io Shirai versus Mia Chan, Mia Yim, with Candice LeRae in her corner. So Mia Chan gets the win with the help of Candice LeRae. So it's basically setting up Candice and Mia Chan versus Io and Dakota. So, and the funny part is, like, that match is going to be fucking amazing because they're all friends. And that's why this is going to be fucking amazing. Yep. But in the background after the match, Nikki Cross was just standing there. N- Nikki Cross was just standing there. She just was standing there. I so swear Nikki she Cross- in for a minute because it took me a minute to see her. Yeah, she was just standing there because, like, as soon as they panned there, I was like, what the fuck is Nikki Cross is standing in a crowd for it? And like she just was standing there, and I'm like, is no one's gonna turn around and look at Nikki Cross? Like, I'm like, I'm looking at all the fans' faces. It's like y'all are not gonna turn around. She's right there. She's right fucking there. No one's gonna say anything. Nope, not gonna say shit. What's that? They were playing. They weren't real fans. Basically, so then we get Bianca Belair. So Bianca Belair comes out. And she's like, listen, Alexa, I'm tired of this bullshit. Bring your ass down here. So Alexa comes down. She literally, Bianca literally goes, yo, listen, at Royal Rumble, me and you, do you want a title match or not? And Alexa like was like, I don't know. She's like, how do you not know if you want a title match? Do you want a title match? I'm giving this. This is what you wanted. 
you're getting a title match at Royal Rumble. So Alexa finally says yes. She's like, all right, cool. All that's fine, but we're going to fight right now. So they start fighting, and, like, Bianca beats the shit out of Alexa. Like, she just beats the shit out of her. Alexa throws Bianca over the fucking railing. Bianca pops up like Keith Lee. like, nah, I'm going to fuck you up. And start beating the shit out of her. <laughs> then Bianca sucks up the chairs. She's about to do the... What is her finishing move called? I want to call it the kiss of death. The, yeah, the KOD. She's about to do the KOD. But all of a sudden, Uncle Howdy shows up. And... It's a very weird shot because Uncle Howdy's in like this hallway, but they pan the camera around to see Uncle Howdy, but they did it right in a very weird spot on Alexa. And it's like, I don't think you're supposed to be there. They're like, no, we have to hold this shot. And it's like, but it's right in my face. They're like, no, we have to hold this shot. It's right there. It's right there. Why are you putting this in our face? Nah, we have to hold this shot. I'm like, okay. All right, this, this is just too much. This is too much. This is not Beaver Boy controlling the fucking camera. I mean, it, I think it was him controlling the camera. <laughs> so then we get Bronson Reed versus Akira Tozawa. And. For a lot of people that haven't seen Bronson Reed be Bronson Reed or Jonah, this was Jonah. This was Jonah. Jonah murdered. Huh? I was going to say that because I've seen Bronson Reed. I've never seen Mm -hmm. Jonah. This was different. So this was Jonah, like you said. Yes, this was Jonah. Jonah murdered Akira Tozawa. So now Jonah's in the rumble and Akira Tozawa is also beat the shit out of. He'll probably so, be in the rumble too though. <laughs> yeah, he probably will. So like he fucked him up. Like he fucked him up. Like I was watching it and I'm like, yeah, this is this is Jonah. Like this is a beatdown. So we get official that Bailey and the MILF will have a cage match next week on the 30th anniversary of Yes, so now we get to the sixth man. Elimination is Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Miz, Bartender Cabron, Bob Lash. Is that six people? Yeah, I think that's six people. And (laughs) then here comes Austin Mathiri. He's like, hey, I'm here to watch because I like watching people. People get watched. So the eliminations start happening. Before you go, was that like with the commercial from earlier? Was that the only one like kind of mentally checked out though, even though it was a good match? Because like I like thought like like the commercial like spoiled it. Yes, I was. I was too, especially when it got down to the end. Because yeah. the first person gets eliminated is Bartender Cabron. Yes. Then Miss. Then. Dolph Ziggler, then somebody else, and then it's just oh Finn Balor. Then it's just left with Bob Lash and Seth Rollins. And you're like, oh yeah, Seth's definitely winning. But here's the thing: during all of that, 
MVP comes down, but MVP comes down with Kumas, and you're like, what the fuck? And people are like, all right, this is weird. But MVP and Omos get into it with Austin Theory. And that confuses Seth, which sets up Bob Lash to get a win. So Bob Lash gets the win, and we're like, what the fuck? Bob Lash gets the win? So now it's Bob Lash versus Austin Theory, but MVP and Omos are looking at Bob Lash, and Bob Lash is looking at them, and they're like, hmm... And it's like, okay, well, officially a Hurt Locker business is getting back together. All the pieces are there, so it's just back to business. Yeah, it's going to be a huge fucking I'm Hurt business thing. Yes. And I'm I'm excited because Omos was never in the original Hurt business, and now he's in this version of the Hurt Locker business, and it's super cool. Part of me thinks fucking Street Profits might be in this too. That's racist. That's racist. No, 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 no. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not. Because like, on paper, it seemed like uh, um they're they're gonna like um it, it seemed like the like MVP was trying to help him though, right? But what if he really was trying to screw them? And by them, I mean fucking Shelton and Cedric and whatever. That's the thing. He he was. Cedric never, like, fit in, you know? No, but here's the thing. He was screwing them. He was screwing them because the reason he screwed them is because he's showing them, you guys, if you're not focused with somebody to get you focused, you're worthless. Like, you're worthless. Even me coming out to tell you what to do got you all fucked up. So you need to focus. Remember when you were with me? You guys were tag team champions. You yeah. guys have to fucking get your shit together. I'm the key to getting your shit together. So stop fucking around and let's do this shit. And that's that's basically what it is. The Street Profits aren't going to do that because the Street Profits are going to wind up being like super faces. Because like you can't turn them because like it, it'll be the dumbest shit like you turn them. And the other thing about it is the whole... Bianca Belair thing because they're doing a show together and they're like doing more crossover. You can't turn him unless you turn her also. And that's not a thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But like and everybody wants the original Street Profits. I mean not the Street Profits. The original Hurt Locker business back together because it's just a thing that everybody loves and everybody really wants to see again because it's a thing that people fell in love with that never truly got off the ground it just like had like it's 20 minutes of fame and it just like fell apart true like I kind of feel like the pandemic like they were together during a pandemic and then after pandemic they're just like eh, whatever fuck this yeah it was like what the fuck like come on man like do do more nah nah I'm like okay so that was that so there's going to be a Wrestlemania slash Super Bowl crossover I don't know if that's like a 
fucking commercial or like them mentioning WrestleMania at the Super Bowl, but it's going to be a crossover commercial or crossover something like the crossover is there because like Fox pitched it to WWE was like, yo, we want to do a crossover something WrestleMania Super Bowl-ish thing. We don't know exactly what it is, but like it's coming. That's cool. Yeah. So there was an interview with Nick Khan and I swear to God, Nick Khan is just like the most corporate BS bullshit guy that I've ever heard because everything that they asked him, he just like totally just corporate BS. It was like, no, like this, like we're glad to have Mr. McMahon back. We're glad to have, it's like, no, I know corporate speak when I hear corporate speak. It's like, you're saying everything is fine when this building is up in flames. It's like, Doug, I know exactly what's going on. You're saying you're saying exact opposite of what's happening. It's like, no, everything is fine. And then he's talking about the lawsuit from the woman and is like, like, no, that 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 happened back then and like it was acceptable back then, but it's not acceptable now. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? It wasn't acceptable back then. What are you talking about? It's right. And then come to find out, Vince pays the woman off multi-millions. Like, this is the biggest story, the, the Rita Chatterman story. She was like the referee that got assaulted by Vince. She was the oh. first one that came out. Vince okay. paid her off. Vince just paid her millions and millions just recently. This was like, all right, here's a bunch of money. Like, just in the last two days, it was like, here's a bunch of money. Shut the fuck up. Never say anything again. And it's like, we're just gonna let this go, and they're like, "Yeah, no, fuck it." Like, and, and Nick Khan just like kind of stood up for that, and it's like, "What the fuck? Like, what is happening?" I, I was so in, like, I was so insulted. But then, like, Nick Khan took a shot at Tony Khan. Like, he was like, "Yeah, he's like Tony Khan's just a kid with his dad's money." I like his dad. His dad is really cool. But Tony Khan, he's just a kid with his dad's money. He never did anything on his own. And, like, he just started taking all these shots at him. And I was just like, damn, like, why are you coming at him so hard? Then I found out, because, like, this shit kind of slips my mind because, like, I don't give a fuck. That was a receipt. Like, the shit that Nick Khan did was a receipt because Tony took shots at Nick Khan multiple times. And I'm like, oh, shit, I totally fucking forgot that. Okay, first, I wasn't aware of it. Yeah, because at first I was like, "What the fuck is he talking shit?" Because like they brought up the whole AEW one in the bar WWE, and he's like, he basically shut it down. But like at the same time, he shit all over Tony Khan and just kept saying, "Shut Khan's like a nice dude. He's like, he's really awesome, and like I enjoy his work effort with like the football clubs and shit." And he just kept shitting on Tony, and then I was like, at first I was like, "What the fuck is he shitting on Tony?" I was like, "So weird, like." Why you got beef with him? And then come to find out, Tony took shots at him, and this was just him taking a receipt. I was like, oh, okay, well, it makes sense. Y'all both beefing. All right, bet. Who cares? Yeah. So somebody left the company who was a longtime Hall of Famer, and it's Devon Dudley. Oh. Yeah, Devon said he's leaving WWE. He's done with them and he was 
the funny part is like he said he's leaving WWE and the first person I seen that like tweeted thank you was Mellow and was like oh like what is Mellow and then like I found out he did some training and some producing down at NXT that's why Mellow knows him I'm like oh shit like so he like basically was doing producing and stuff all like through all throughout WWE I'm like oh okay that makes sense that's cool. Yeah, I'm like, all right, that, that that makes sense. I mean, I don't know where he's gonna go. I don't know if he's gonna pop up in AEW like a lot of people think. I'm like, no, he's gonna pop up in AEW. He's gonna be a producer now. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I think the most obvious like place he'll pop up right now will be Impact because uh, um, Bully there. So, yeah, I would like. I would not be surprised if he popped up like with Bully because it's like. Eh, that's seems like the most normal thing for him to do. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Like, it's like, it's just so random because it's like, you don't really get to see people just like, in the back just be like, no, I'm out. Fuck this shit. You're like, oh, okay. Like, that's, that's random. It's rare. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... I'm not going to say it's not going to keep happening, but, like, it's probably going to happen a lot with Vince just muscling his way around shit. Because, like, he even pulled some bullshit where he pulled up this dumbass bullshit clause was like, yo, I could basically do whatever I want and y'all can't say shit. Fuck you. And people are like, but, but, nah, fuck you. It's like, what the fuck, Vince? <laughs> like, he's, like, he's doing a lot of crazy shit and people are like we hope that he don't come back to the creative and it's like I don't like I have this feeling like he's gonna let everything play out that was already planned to Wrestlemania and then just gonna be like after Wrestlemania I'm back bitch but like hopefully at that time we get to sell of the company so he can't be able to be like, yeah, I'm doing this. And it's like, uh, ugh. Like, you know what I what mean? Was, yeah. Um, random question. What was the mm-hmm. name of um, the Heart Foundation's finisher? The Heart Attack. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, it had nothing yeah. to do with, with, with this. I just was wondering. Where am I? <laughs> I mean... It was a it was a dangerous finish, and I mean, sometimes I mean shit happens to to you know, you know, yeah, like I mean, well, I mean, any last words you have for this podcast? Sometimes heart attacks need to happen. <coughs> okay. 